Okay, we are. Yeah, we're learning Daf Memzai, and we're starting from the bottom of Memvav and Bay's bottom line, and we're in the middle of a sugi about Hoel. So, again, the, the question is if somebody cooks from Yontif for after Yontif, are they Chayev? So, we have two opinions. We have a Chistu who says you get Malkus because he doesn't subscribe to the Svara of Hoel. Hey, maybe guests will come. So, if you don't subscribe to that Svara, and you're cooking for after Yontif, then you're going to get lashes. That's Rav Chista. Rabbah said you don't get lashes because of the Svar of Hoel, that you're not necessarily cooking for after the Yontif, because maybe guests will, will come and show up, and it turns out that you cooked for Yontif. So that was the dispute. So we clarified, though, that, that um, Rav Chista agrees, I and mean, really everybody agrees, but even according to Rav Chista, that there's no Hoel, you can still cook from Yontif going into Shabbos. Can't, if you cook from Yontif for after Yontif, you get lashes. But if it's Shabbos, that's afterwards, you could. So the Gemara said, why? If there's no Hoel. So the Gemara explained, because there's a new Yisai that Sarkei Shabbos Nasim B'Yontif. It's like Yontif and Shabbos connect. And uh, the same way you could cook for Yontif, you could cook for the Shabbos that follows it. So everybody agrees, Lamaisa, you could cook for Yontif for Shabbos. But the dispute, the dispute is about why. Is it because of Hoel? It's because of Daraisa, Sarkei Shabbos Nasim B'Yontif. And the big enough community is, if you're cooking for Yontif for after Yontif, according to Rav Chisra, you get lashes. According to Rabbi, you don't get lashes. So the Gemara says, bottom line is, Regarding the lechem upanim, nechol atishal asar lachadasar. Top of memzayim and alf, they would be eaten on the ninth day since it was baked, the tenth day and it was baked, or the eleventh day after it was baked. This is including like the day that you bake it would be day one. Lopachas liyosar is never eaten earlier than the ninth day it was baked or later than the eleventh day. Kate's out. How is that? Kedar kolatisha on a regular case lechem upanim is eating on the ninth day. What's the reason? Because nefa barav Usually they would bake it on Friday, and then what would happen? That when, when does the bread, the new bread go on the table? Every Shabbos, they switch the bread. So you bake the new bread on Friday. It goes, it's arranged on the table on Shabbos. And then when is it eaten? The next Shabbos. So now the Shabbos, it will be eaten the following Shabbos. Letitia, that would be the ninth day. Friday would be day one, Shabbos would be day two, Sunday day three, so on and so forth, until finally we get to Shabbos, which would be day nine. That's the classic case of Lechem upon him. But what happens? You can't cook on, 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 on Friday because it's also, it also happens to be it was a Yontif. So you can't cook on Friday. So rather you have to cook then in that case the previous day on Thursday. So Nechol Shabbos, it's going to come out that it's eaten on Shabbos Lazara, which would be the 10th day after it was baked. Because instead of baking on the usual Friday, in that case it was Yontif, you have to bake on Thursday. Let's say it was two-day Rosh Hashanah that fell on Thursday and Friday. Sometimes you have two days Rosh Hashanah. It's the one case of two-day Yontif even in Israel. So... You couldn't bake either on Thursday or Friday. So you have to bake it the previous day on Wednesday. So then, Nechel Shabbos Lachar starts eating on the following Shabbos, which would end up being the 11th day after it was baked. Now, the premise of this whole thing, and the Mishnah tells you, Lafi, the reason, because, the reason you have to advance the Lechem upon him so much, really, you just need the new bread to go on, on Shabbos. So why don't I just bake it on Shabbos itself? Baking the Lechem upon him cannot override Shabbos or Yantif. It's also to do Malach on Shabbos or Yantif. The Lechem upon him might be important, but not that important. The baking of the Lechem upon him cannot override Shabbos or Yantif, so therefore you have to do it before in a permissible time. Normally, it's done on Friday. If Friday or Thursday would even be Yantif, you had to advance it before. So now, Bishlam, if you hold of Hoel, right, that the, that, that the whole reason you're allowed to cook from Yantav to Shabbos is because of Hoel, so it's very good, because there's no Hoel in this case. Why is there no Hoel? Because no one's going, in the base of Mikdash, they're baking the bread for the Lachma upon him. There's no Svar that if a guest would come, we're going to give them the bread. It's not practical. That's not what's going on. We're baking it for the Lachma upon him tomorrow. It's not practical. It'd probably be forbidden for us to give them the bread more. So if you hold up Hoel, everything's great. If it's Yantav, let's just say a Friday, you can't cook Lachma upon him on Friday, you got to advance it. But if you hold like Rav Chista, that there's a new Yisait, 
that he explained. Reb Chista again doesn't hold of holes. So he had to explain there's a new Yisrael that you can cook on Yontif for Shabbos. Amaylo Dachi Yontif. Why is it that it can't be Dachi Yontif? Why is it that when the case, when Yontif is a Friday, you have to advance the baking all the way to Thursday. You can't do it on Friday. Why not? You're doing it Sarkei Shabbos, so Sarkei Shabbos are able to be done on Yantif. So again, Bishlam are like Rabbah, go, there's no hole, because in this case, if the guests would come to the basement, they should can't give it to them. Therefore, even Rabbah will agree, you're not allowed to bake on Yantif for Shabbos. But if you hold that the principle of baking from Yantif to Shabbos because of a new idea, that it's like baking for Yantif itself, it's like Darai, so Sarkei Shabbos, not to be Yantif, then what would be the problem? Now, let's just remember something. You could say, because maybe it's because of this Adirabonon, right? Remember, unless there's an Erev Tashilin made, you could say there's a Dirabana. Maybe that's what it is. But the Gemara, the Gemara doesn't, doesn't really seem to, um, doesn't seem to buy into that this now because we find a lot of Dirabanans. Remember from the end of Erevin, there was a lot of Dirabanans that we wave in the base of Mikdash. So it doesn't seem to, you know, we're not so nervous about a Dirabanan and stopping us. So if Darais and Sarkashavas has me Yantiv, what's the reason why you can't bake the bread when Yantiv is Friday? So Amalei Rav Chista answers, Shavus Krova Hitiru. Dirabanan will be Makel on a Dirabanan. That's for an immediate purpose. Let's say you're in the base of Mikdash and there's a Durabanan, an Isra Durabanan that's stopping you, but you have an immediate purpose to do it, then we'll let you do it. Shavus but if it's not an immediate purpose, we're not going to push away a Durabanan for a purpose that's going to come. So when you really now want to bake on Friday, right? So really, there's an Isra Durabanan, even though it's a Rise of not to be on top, but there's a Durabanan. Elamai, what are you going to say? Wave the Durabanan in the base of Mikdash. Well, answer that we don't wave the Durabanan in the base of Mikdash if it's for an eventual purpose. We only wave a Durabanan in the base of Mikdash if it's for an immediate purpose. So the purpose of the baking of the bread isn't for right now. You're not using the bread for anything. You're just setting up that, oh, tomorrow you'll go ahead and put the bread on the table, and then a week later you'll eat it. So since it's not an immediate usage, so therefore there are we're not, not, we're not, we don't wave the Durabanan. And since we don't wave the Durabanan, you have that problem. So the Gemara has defended itself even according to Rav Chisa. Even like the Rav Chisa, that's all right. So Sarkis Shabbos, Nasim, Yantif, you're still not allowed to bake the Lechma Panam on Friday if it's Yantif. And the reason is because of the Durabanan that says not to cook for Yantif to Shabbos. Why didn't they make an Erev Tashilin, right? You know, normally the Rabbanon is waiting in Erev Tashilin. Why didn't they make an Erev Tashilin in the base of Mikdash? I don't know. The Gemara, the whole sugi is, okay, what about the Rabbanon? Shvetrovah, I don't know. Why could they make a, maybe, maybe the Gemara means you don't rely on it? I don't know. I'm trying to understand. Maybe there was like no reason to rely on it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why there was no Erev Tashilin in place. Okay. Says the Gemara, but look over there. There's actually one opinion that disputes it. Shimon Gamliel says, could override baking on Yontif. So let's say Friday was Yontif. In his view, he disagrees. They would bake if it was Yontif, but it doesn't override if it's Yom Kippur. If Yom Kippur was Friday, they wouldn't bake on Yom Kippur because Yom Kippur is different than Yontif. But if it's, because Yontif, which has a heter to cook, so then you're allowed to. You're allowed to cook. So according to him, he's disagreeing. He's coming to say that when, when, that when Friday is Yontif, um, you, you, you are allowed to do it. So Fred asked the Gemara, Michael and Mimar, what, what are you going to say? You just told me that you don't wave a Durabanon that's not for immediate usage in the base of Mikdash. So what does Rishim and Gamliel hold? Now, what, what's better according to Rabbah? But, right, the Gemara is challenging Rav Chista. So what's the Bishlam over here? So you have to speak it out like this. Bishlam, like Rabbah, that the Yisraeli, the issue is saying, Hoel, everything's about Hoel. So you could say that's exactly the Machlokas. Tanakama holds you need Hoel. 
And it's all based upon hole of the hatter. You don't have a hole in the base of Mikdash. No guest is going to come. You're going to give the bread. That's why it's also. The second opinion holds. holds. Nah, you don't need hold. That's exactly the machlokas. And we don't pass. Everything's great. So we see that it's all based upon hole. But according to the second position, that there's no such thing as hole. And LMI. Everything's normally based on Zoraisa, Tsarkashavs, Nasavi, Antif. So, how are we going to explain the Tanakama? Because of a new Yisoy that we don't wave the Rabbanans that aren't for an immediate usage. So, then what is Rabbi Shemuel That's the way you have to speak out the Gemara. And the Gemara answer is they're arguing about that very point. It's not such a difficult question. Baha Pligi. You could say that the Tanakama and Shemuel are arguing about that very issue. Do we wave at the Rabbanan? That's not for immediate usage. Tanakama held that the Rabbanans are only waved in the base of Mikdash for an immediate usage. Therefore, baking the Lacham upon him on Yantif, that's Friday, is not allowed. Even for eventual usage. So the machlo, everyone holds, there's no such thing as whole. Everything's based on the rise of Sarkish Shavas, not Samiyantif. Tanakama says, but we still can't, we can't apply that over here because it's not immediate usage that the Rabbanon will stop us. Shem Gamil says, nah, the Rabbanon can be waived because we need eventually to use the Lacham Apanim. So bottom line is, this din of Lacham Apanim, if Yantif is Friday, you can't bake on Friday, it's not a riot to anybody. You don't have holy here, that's for sure. And uh, the dinner of Tzarek Shabbos Nasim Yantav can't really work because you still have a Durabanan and we're not going to wave a Durabanan and just remember that there is one Tana who disagrees but that's not uh, a question on us. Says the Gemara, another Kasha and Rav Chista, is there you say it again? We're trying to figure out if you do Malacha and Yantav for after Yantav of Ochel Nafesh, you get Malkos. Masif Ramari, Shtehalechem. That was all by Lacham upon him. Now we're talking about the Shtehalechem. Shtehalechem are the loaves that are baked for Shavuos, right? So right before Shavuos, there's a carbon, and they accompany the carbon with the Kvasim are the Shtehalechem, and after you throw the blood of the Kvasim, then the Shtehalechem is meant to be eaten. So Shtehalechem, in time, it's never eaten less than two days after they're baked. Below Yosar Shlosha, it's never more than three days after they are baked. Ketzad, how is this? Nafos Erev Yantif. They're supposed to be big normally Erev Yantif. Erev of Shavuos, and the right, that's the regular case. So Nachos, Yantif Shnaim. They're eaten on the second day of their existence, the next day, right? Day one is the day of the baking, day two is Shavuos, you normally eat them on Shavuos. What happens if Yantiv is a Sunday? So they can't be baked on Erev Yantiv because it's Shabbos. So then we're eating on Yantiv, it's the third day. So it's going to come out, you'll bake it on Friday. Friday is day one, Shabbos is day two. Sunday, which is Shavuos, is day three. And the reason for this idea is baking the Shteyalechem is not, cannot be done on Shavuos itself. It can't be done on the Shabbos, which is the day before, because baking the Shteyalechem is not Doche, Shabbos, or Yantiv. It has to be advanced completely to a Yom Chol. Okay, that's a very similar halacha to what we learned by the Lacham Apanam. We're seeing an application for the Shea Lacham as well. So now Rav Mari asks his question. Bishlam, if you, everything's based upon oil, that's very good. There's no way that you can cook uh, on Yontif, on Yontif itself, even though, now this is where it's going to get a little bit tricky. There's no way that you can cook right now uh, on Yontif the Shea Lacham. I, what do you mean? You're going to eat the Shea Lacham later today. Why can't you cook today? Lechem upon him was cooking on Shabbos. That's what Tzvarm Shudin can't cook on Shabbos. So here, Shteya Lechem, why can't you cook it on Shavuos itself? Why can't Shavuos morning, we'll all get up really early, bake the bread, fresh bread, we'll be fresher, and we'll eat it after the Zerika. Why don't we do that? What's the Yisrael? What's stopping us? So Bishlam, if you say of Hoel, then everything is good. So maybe it's only mutter if theoretically it can be eaten right after I bake it. Now, it might be, theoretically, I might need a guest to come that it's actually going to be eaten, but it could be that in order for it to be malacha of baking, that's a tzorach v'chol nefesh, the tzorach v'chol nefesh has to be immediate. Right now, the very second that I'm baking, a, a, a guest can knock at my door. It has to be extremely practical. Ho'il is always extremely practical. It's an abstract because it's theoretically could happen, but it has to be that the could happen could lemaisa be. So, in a normal case, you could say, oh, well, even though I'm not hungry, but when I'm cooking, someone can knock on my door. But here, if I'd wake up on Shavuos morning and bake the bread early, there's no hoel. 
There's no hope because if somebody knocks on the door, I can't give him she'alechem. I say, you know what? Wait around till they throw the blood of the kvasim and the she'alechem becomes mother, then you'll get some of the she'alechem. So because of that idea, Hollow is not in place. So we understand why the cooking of the bread, the baking of the bread can't be done on Shavuot. Remember, if nothing was based on Hollow, you're allowed to cook on Yontif before Shavuot. The needs of Shabbos can be done on Yontif. So now let's have a Kaval Chomer. How should Shabbos be Yontif? Shari, if it's even Motif prepared for Shabbos from Yontif, so it's definitely not, you're not doing it immediately. And Hollow is not what's doing it. It's just you're allowed to cook for the future of the long day. So Yantif, Yantif, Mibai, certainly you should be allowed to cook on Yantif for later on that Yantif. That's what the Gemara is saying. If there's a new Yusuf, Tzarek HaShavah, Nassim, Yantif, and you're allowed to cook on Friday for the next day, not because of whole, because of Tzarek HaShavah, Nassim, Yantif, then certainly on Yantif itself, you could cook in the morning of Yantif, even if it's not ready for immediate usage until later in the day, it should certainly be mud. So why can't I cook the Shtei Alecham on, on, on Shavuot's morning? It's like a new, fresh question. It's such a good question. Well, only reason it must be is because it's based upon hoil. I can't, I'm not doing it to eat right now, so it's not based upon hoil. And, I, and uh, it's not practical, and therefore, it would be awesome, and you have to cook it later. So the Gemara, and just to speak it out, so why don't you just bake the bread after the Zerika? We'll be mutter immediately, because you need the bread around. Bishas the Zerika. The bread's not there, then it's not, the carbon's not effective on it. That's obvious. Says the Gemara, we defend Rav Chista, shiny hasal, and the Shteyalachim is different. The Torah says, when it's talking about cooking on Yantif, it says, for you. You're allowed to prepare food for yourself. Lachem, what's necessary for you, it's not necessary for Karbanos. Now, this is a chiddush, because shtei alechem, what's done, what's done by them? And I, you don't burn them on the mizbeach, the kohenim eat them. So what we're still saying is a big chiddush. The real, the ikr, the ikr objective is to fulfill the carbon. Yes, it comes out through eating. So it's a ma'is of nefesh, you would say. But since the uh, objective of it is to satisfy the needs of the carbon, not really because the kohenim are hungry, so preparing food for them is not called nefesh. Tremendous chiddush, and it's only based upon the extra word in the Torah. Lachem, lachem It's a new answer. It's a new uh, like exception in the Torah. You can't bake anyantif for the needs of a carbon. Now we see that there's actually a dissenting view. There's one opinion there in the Mishnah that actually disagrees. He says that it is Yantif. He disagrees with the first Tana. So Michael Amimar, how does he answer the Pasuk? So I think what the, again, what's bothering the Gemara is now that you just made up a new drasha, how am I supposed to understand the other opinion? Again, Bishlama. If, if you didn't say this whole thing, and the whole you say it is a machlek is about hole, very good. The machlek is whether you say hole. And I'm down, we go like the Tanakama that you need hole and everything's good. But now that you're saying nobody holds of hole, there's just a right to start with Shabbos And we must, therefore, force to say there's a new Joshua. Lachem Kavoa. So what's proud in the other Tana? That's how you have to follow the, 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 the sequence of questioning here. So the Gemara says, He makes a different Joshua. Lachem You're not allowed to cook for Gaim. You're allowed to cook food for yourself that you're going to eat. But let's say you have a neighbor, the guy, and you want to cook him food on Yantif. You're not allowed to do such a thing. So it makes a different drasha. He doesn't expound lachem v'lo l'gavol. Lachem v'lo is not true. Since the of the Kohenim are eating, it is Ochon We just expound lachem v'lo Okay, now the Gemara jumps into a fresh case. Very famous case in Mishnah Makos here that we're going to see if we could apply Holol. We're challenging... We're challenging Rava. Rava says of Hoel, so if you cook from Yantif to after Yantif, you don't get Malkus because maybe theoretically a guest would come. Frechti Gemara is there such a Yisai. Well, it's not, but it says in the mission. There's a scenario of a person who plows one single furrow in the ground. In that one action, he can actually be doing eight different Yisurim in the Torah, eight different Shemos, and if he's warned for all of them, then theoretically in that one Misa, he could get different, um, 
eight different sets of lashes. What in the world is this crazy case? Somebody's plowing with an ox and a donkey that are yoked here together. So that's an Isser of the Torah says Kalayim. Vehim Muktashim happens to be that the animals are also belong to the base of Mikdash. So that's, that's a new Isser. You can't, uh, it's been, don't, you know, notice the ox was a carbon. So you're not allowed to, to, to get to work any carbonus. That's a lot in the Torah and Parshas were eight. Vehim Bekarim. And what you were covering, you were covering Kalayim and a Karim. So that's Isser. You're not allowed to, uh, there's an Isser Zriya to do that. Ubashviyas, and it also happens to be that it was during the Shemitah year when you're not allowed to work the land. Yontif, it happened to be Yontif, and on Yontif, you can't do Malacha. So you're not preparing food over here, right? So you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to do Malacha. And also, it was Kohen ben Nazir He happens to be a Kohen, and he was also a Nazir, and the place where this is happening is a cemetery. So therefore, you have a eat different Lavin that are taking place all simultaneously in this one Misa of the guy plowing a furrow. Okay, so what does this have to do with us? Uh, the Gemara, the E Amritola, here is trying to defute, is trying to refute Rabbah. If you say Hoel, why are you Chayv for plowing on Yantiv? Why don't I say, oh, because it's not Latar Chachon Nefesh, but why don't I say, Theoretically, the earth, what happens when you plow? When you plow, you're pulling up dirt. That's what, that's the essence of plowing. You're loosening the soil. So your, 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 the earth soil would be stuck in the ground. When you saw it, when you, when you uh, plow on Yontif, you're loosening it and you're providing that somebody now can take that soil and do something with it. So, okay, what does that have to do anything? But let's say somebody slaughtered a bird. A bird's blood needs to be covered. What happens if you need to cover the blood on Yontif? So the Gemara is saying is, hey, I would need, somebody would need dirt and they could use this dirt that was just done to cover the blood. And then it turns out, what's the Gemara trying to say? What's the Gemara trying to say with this? That the Maisa Harisha wasn't straight up a Malachan Yantif. Theoretically, it could be used for something that's right. Now, we have to really slow down with this Gemara's question because it's not so easy. Let's forget about this crazy case. Let's just imagine you're a person slaughtering a bird and you don't have any dirt and you have a mitzvah to go cover the blood. What's the law? Should you go say, my mitzvah of kisei adam overrides the losase of losasa kamalacha and go dig up dirt to cover the blood? What is the halacha? If that would be the halacha, then the Gemara is very gishmak. Because then we're saying like this, every single time you dig on yontif and plow, you should never be chayav. Because theoretically, the, 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 the harisha might be, say someone might need it to cover their blood. And Hol says, since theoretically it's for that, so the maisa is not a maisa malacha. Far-fetched Hol, but we could buy it. But if that's not the halacha, if when you have a bird, you're not allowed to go dig up soil in order to cover the, in order to cover the blood, then the Gemara doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but with a lot of complications and a lot of variables, and at the end of the day, everybody agrees it shouldn't be done. <laughs> okay, so that's why it's a question. Well, there are many different reasons that the Gemara ends up saying, I'll just share one, one reason the Gemara says is that Yantiv is both a losase and an essay. And in say docha losase vasse. Let's just share one reason. So Lamai said it shouldn't be done. So the Gemara is an absolute pella. How can the Gemara be trying to say that you should say, whole that theoretically this Maisa could be done if it, be, if it would be, if somebody would need the blood. Lamaisa, we need to cover the blood. Lamaisa, in that case, it's vites are not supposed to be done. So it's very, very hard to understand how the Gemara wants to say whole, but that is what the Gemara, it sounds like from our Gemara that we would usually say, I say, do cholot, say for such a thing. So how are you ever chayah for plowing on Yantif? And we see in this Mishnah that you are chayah, you should never be chayah, you should never be lashes. Theoretically, it's whole, whole that it would be fit if someone needed to cover their blood. So the Gemara answers, Amar Papar Bashmul. We're talking about that the field was a bunch of stones that were like sharp, pointy stones. So they weren't things that were fit for covering the blood. So practically, you're not provi- you weren't digging soil. That's the point of the Gemara. You're digging with these stones. So it comes out that you're not, um, 
you're not loosening any soil that would be fit for covering the blood. So the Gemara says, but still, ruin the Koshan, can't you grind them up? Let's say somebody would, would crush them into finer pieces, then they would be fit to cover the blood. You don't need like literally like, you know, like soil, like you can just crush it up a little bit and then it would be fit for, uh, for covering the blood. So the Gemara says, yeah, but you can't do that on Yantif. You're not allowed to crush up on Yantif. There's a Malacha. Tolchen. Tolchen means you can't grind. So if you have like a stone and you want to grind it up into little bits in order to cover blood, you wouldn't be allowed to do that. So you can't tell me if I'm doing it with stones, it's theoretically fit for covering the blood because I could grind it up. So the Gemara says, but you could crush them up in a strange way. And since it's not awesome in Daraisa, so Klapi the Daraisa, Hoel should still say, when you are plowing in the crush, when you are plowing even in the stones, you shouldn't be high because it's raw to use these stones to cover the blood. And even if it's not really in this immediate second, but theoretically you could do it just, just by um, crushing them up in a strange way, which would be mutter on a daraisa level, and you'd use it to cover the blood. So Vaita, our question comes back. Why is there no hoel to exempt you from plowing with this loose soil? So the Gemara answer is Bitsunma. We're talking about a different thing. We're talking about that it was just Stam. It was a very rocky terrain. It wasn't Stam that there were stones there. It was extremely rocky. So it's impossible to crush them up. That's all the Gemara is saying. You can't crush them up. Okay, fine. Very good. So we're not talking about soil here. Bachlau. It's completely unsuitable for Kisei Hadam. That's why there's no hell. But then the Gemara is the obvious question. If there's no soil, Sunma Barzria, if it's a rocky terrain, is that, are you planting? The Mishnah spoke about planting seeds, climb the Kerem, this and that. Clearly, we're not talking about some rocky terrain on a mountain or something. Clearly, we're talking about that there's soil here, which is suitable for planting. So if we're talking about that there's soil here, and that's why you're high for all those things with the seeds, so then the question returns. So obviously, if there's soil, so then when you're, when you're plowing this furrow, you're providing soil for someone who needs to cover their blood. So the question comes back. So the Gemara answers, It was rocky only on the top, but it was soft below. So it was, the seeds are in, you know, the fertile area below the rocky terrain. So therefore, you're high of, you're high for like planting and all that stuff. But we're saying that Lamaisa, uh, you're high for plowing on Yontif because of the rocky level on the top which cannot be used to cover the blood. So that's basically what we're saying. We're saying the charisha is for the top layer and the zriya is for the bottom layer. The seed is on the bottom. But Lamaisa, when you're, when, when you're, when you're plowing the top layer, which is not suitable for Kisei Adam, that top layer, that part is, is an act of plowing where there's no hoel because I can't use that rocky terrain for Kisei Adam. But but you should not be chai. If it should come out, you shouldn't be chai for plowing a yantif because of the soft soil. Meaning you're right. I might be plowing the top t- rocky terrain, which is not suitable for Kisei Adam. But Lamaisa, there's soft soil underneath. And you agree that's the Matias. And that soil could be used for covering the blood of the shafted bird. So you shouldn't be chaya for plowing the top level. And what the Gemara is saying is that Lamaisa, that's coming out of your action. In other words, your action, Lamaisa, is making the soil that's under the rocky terrain available for somebody who needed Kisei Adam. So even though the plowing wasn't on that soil, the plowing is on the top layer. And the top layer is not suitable for Kisei Adam. But Hoel should still say you're not chai because since Lamaisa, with my action, with my pu'ula, with my action of digging up the, rock, the top layer, the bottom layer became usable and suitable. So the Maisa has made usability for Kisei Adam. So again, speak it through. If you were someone who needed to cover the blood and you didn't have any dirt and there was rocky terrain that had soil underneath it, the Gemara is assuming you'd be allowed to dig up that top dot rocky terrain to go get the soil underneath if that would be the halacha. So now when this guy is going and doing that, 
He's digging up the rocky terrain with the soil underneath. Why is he chayv on harisha? Because of the top rocky terrain. This could be literally something that could and should be done if someone needed to cover their blood. So the question still comes back. We are absolutely just going in circles. How do we have a case of chayv harisha on yantif if there's a hole that you could always use from that mice of what was necessary for kisei adam? That's what whole, whole, yes, you see, wild. It's not I could, I don't even think it's, I don't even think it's about that. Hoel is a def, definitive of what the action is. You can't call this Misa, Misa of Lasasa Komalacha, if in a different scenario, and this is why it's wild, it's a different scenario, you would be allowed to do this. If you would be allowed to do this, if you needed to cover blood, so that means that Be'etzim, we can't call the Misa, Misa Malacha. Since in another scenario, on this very same day, this would be allowed, so you can't call when you're doing it now, Misa Malacha, even though you're not in that scenario. You, you didn't happen to slaughter a blood. It's a slaughter a bird. That's what's so interesting about Ho'el. So the Gemara now gives us an example that finally will work out for us. El Amar Mar Bravashi, Betina. The mission is talking about mud. You can, you can plow in mud. You can plant in mud, but mud is not suitable for covering blood. The halacha for kisei adam is that you have to use dry soil. You can't use things that stick together. We learned that from in the Gemara and Chulin. So mud is not suitable for kisei adam. So that's why you're chayav for harisha and yantav. So I think Gemara Tina Barzria. But wait a second. Can you plant in mud? So if I did, we're going in circles. We know that you're planting. So the Gemara answers. Bim Sunta, we're talking about that it was very mud, it was very wet. So very wet, moist mud in Achanami, you could plow in it, you could plant in it, but Lamaisa, it's not Chazi for Kisar Adam. So we've gotten finally the one scenario that can make sense where there's a Chiv Harisha Yantif without the whole of Kisar Adam. And the case is where you're pl- uh, plowing and planting in moist mud, which is Harisha and Zeril, but it's not suitable for Kisar Adam because you don't use for Kisar Adam something that's all clumped together. It has to be loose, looser soil, and therefore uh, there's no hole. Okay, so we've defended, we've defended Rabbah. Okay, now the Gemara jumps on another question here. So this is another fascinating case where a bunch of chiyuvim come together. It's where Abayi, it says in Abraisa, somebody is cooking a kiranasha. Kiranasha, remember, you can't eat, but it's a piece of meat. And you're cooking that piece of meat, which happens to be aser, bechalav, you're cooking it in milk. You're not allowed to cook meat in milk. Beyantif, it's also yantif. So you've done a lot of things there just in the cooking, right? You're cooking on yantif in a way that you can't eat, and you're cooking basar bechalav. And then you eat it. So you're doing a lot of things wrong there, right? You're not allowed to eat basar b'chalav. You're not allowed to eat kid on You're not allowed to do those things. So loka chamesh. You get five different sets of lashes. Why five? Loka mishma vashal gid biyantif. You're chayv for cooking a kid on yantif because you can't say that's a tzarek al nefesh. This is a food which can't be eaten. Since it can't be eaten, so then you're chayv for cooking on yantif. You get lashes for eating the kid on when you go to eat it, there's a regular lashes. You get lashes, number three, for cooking meat and milk. And you get a separate lashes for eating meat and milk. Remember, there's two different issues cooking and eating. What's the fifth one? You also get lashes for lighting a fire on Yantif. That's a whole separate issue. In other words, the fire comes out, you're allowed to make a fire that's needed for Tzarek Lechol Nefesh. You're allowed to do that. Any, that's part of the Hatzar Lechol Nefesh. You could make, you could make a fire, you're not supposed to make like a fresh one, but Akopanim, you could ignite a fire from another one uh, on Yantif, Tzarek Lechol Nefesh. But here, it wasn't Tzarek Lechol Nefesh, because remember, you're cooking nothing that you can eat. You're getting Gina Nashabachalov. So, so it comes out that you should have also for lighting the fire. So, yeah, two separate malachas. Meaning, he what? Did he mention Yeah, he 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 did, right? Here it says the first one. Okay. So that doesn't mean there's no iser generally cooking it on asha. That line of the gemara means you're chayav for cooking it on yantif because it's not ochel nefesh. So there's bishul ochel. So let's go over the five. You have bishul on yantif. 
because you're not going to eat it. You have eating the Gananasha, that's two. You have three, Bishop Basabachalov, four, eating Basabachalov, and five, making the fire on Yantif, which is not being done. So you're high both for cooking on Yantif and for making the fire on Yantif. Okay. If it's true that you say hoel, you shouldn't be high for lighting the fire in Yatav. You could say this idea of since, and since says that the fire could have been used for his needs. You're right that the fire wasn't for Ochel Nefesh, but what if you could also stick something in? You could also, you could also use the same fire together with this for something else, right? So it happens to be that you didn't. So fine, but that doesn't mean it's a ma'isa malacha. Cooking, if you hold of hoel, so making a fire should never be chayav on yantif because hoel, that you could have used it, the ma'isa of, of making the fire could have been, could have been, besides for, you happen not to use it for anything else, but you could have. So if you could have used it also besides for cooking on anosha, for cooking something else also, so you should say hoel and therefore you should be, you should be potter. So why you chayav misham havara? That's the Gemara's question. So I'm going to say, this is another context of Hoho, right? I make a fire on Yantif that it's not the Sorok Ochel Nefesh. I should be potter if you hold of Hoho because you could have used it for something that was Ochel Nefesh. So I'm going he said, Abaya, you're right. Apik Havara, you have to change the text of the price. I take out Havara. Havara, you're not high because of Hoho. what should I stick in? Get on Nevela. The problem was that the Get on was also from an animal that was in Nevela. So I'm also Loka Mishom Nevela. So there's another Isser in the eating. Says the Gemara, it can't be. That you can't ch- change the price like that. Because taught in the price. So two of the five are for eating. And three are, three are for cooking. Now in the Pashib shot, that's good. Because you're cooking on Yatif, making a fire on Yatif, and cooking Basar Bechalav. That's three. The two was eating Gedanash and eating Basar Bechalav. But now that you're saying there's no Chiyav of cooking on Yantif, and the, and, the, and the extra one, the fifth one, is eating Nevela. So it throws it off. It's three for eating and two for cooking. The Yisaf, you're right, that it's Gedanash of Nevela, and there's not Avar. Then it should be three for the eating, not three for the cooking. So the Gemara says, you're right, we have to, we have to change it in a different way. Ella rather, take out the chiyah for lighting the fire on Yantif. You're using wood that's muksa. The issue is not the avar. Avar could be, you could have a mitaych. You could have a, I'm sorry, a hole. The issue is that the wood that you used wasn't designated. It was muksa. You know, it was out in, let's say, the storehouse somewhere, whatever. It was lying in the field and you brought in the wood to light the fire. So what are we saying? That when you, when you, when you are lighting the fire, here's a very interesting thing, another you said in the Gemara, you're being mishtamish b'moksa. Lighting the fire itself is a forbidden use of moksa. Using moksa is forbidden. Even if you're not moving it, it's not only the issue is movement, but also ishtamshus b'moksa is also an avera. And the Gemara is trying to say at this point that, that therefore there's another avera of moksa that's being done when you use those woods that you're chayvan. Now let me just ask you a very strong question. Oh, so like, that's going to be the Gemara's question. Hold off one second. But this is, we'll get to, the Gemara will talk about that. But I have a question here. It's very hard in the Lundus. I can't get this clear. So I'm back and forth on this. Why is there no hoel on the muksa? I'm using muksa, right? Let's say I would want to use wood to cook something I'm allowed to, right? Am I allowed to? Of course. Muksa is, even if it's Daraisa, but the same way Havar and Bisha would be Nitchab Fene Ochel Nefesh. Muksa would be Nitchab Fene Ochel Nefesh. Why am I Chayav Mishu Muksa? Because of the fact that I'm not using the Tzarek Ochel Nefesh. It's muksa for no reason, right? So why don't I say hoel on the muksa? The same way I said hola and havara, because I could have used the fire for what? For tzarech nefesh. So what is it, what do I gain if I say muksa is a daraisa, you can't cook the wood. You can't use the wood. But if I just say the hola and the muksa, if I just say it's one of the most lumdish ideas here in hola. Hoel only works that the etzem avera that I'm doing could also be done for a heter purpose. So if it's havara, the, the, the havara itself could have been ochel nefesh. If it's muksa, what's the avera? The usage. This usage, I have no way of doing in a heter way. This usage and that usage are a different usage. The Isra is the Ishtam Shus There's no hole on this usage that I'm doing. There's no hole. 
The fact that I can do a different usage is in Ola. If I'm looking at an action of cooking, I'm looking at an action of kindling. So I say this action could be Lidochel Nevesh. But if it's usage, that usage and this usage are an apple and an orange. They're not related. That's maybe why you can't say Ola. But that's not a posture of mice. It's a hard thing. Why does the Gemara think that if it's Muxa, you can't say, you can't say uh, Ola? But anyways, the Gemara thinks you can't. So the Gemara therefore is saying that you're Chayv Mishu Muxa. Frak the Gemara Muxa Daraisa. What's going on? Is Muxa an Isra Daraisa? Says the Gemara, Rabba defends himself. Amalei in, yes, Muxa Daraisa. It says in the Pasuk by the Mon. You have to prepare on the sixth day whatever they're going to use. And so you see in the Torah mitzvah to prepare everything you're going to use before Yontif. Where's the love in the Torah? Once the Torah defines you have to have it ready, then we say logically, this is Rabba's tremendous Chiddush, that Muxa is a Daraisa of Losafsa Kumalacha. So if you're Mishtamish but Muxa, according to Rabba, so the Isra Lav Daraisa, and that's the extra Malkos. Frek the Gemara. Is that really true? You old Muxas at the You were once the person who said, by me name Ravchista, that you asked Ravchista, for Amila, by me name Ravuna, you asked Ravuna. Either way, what was Rabbi's question? Somebody brings a sheep from some faraway pasture on the other side of the world, which was definitely the sheep, was definitely Muxa, and they use it on Yantif for the carbon Tamid. What's the halacha? Could you use the sheep? Meaning to say, is it Muxa? Are you allowed to do it? It's definitely Muxa. Could you use it? Is it valid as a carbon? If you use a Muxa carbon, is a kosher? as the carbon. You darshaned this all from a long Pasuk. A long Pasuk here from Yechezka, which is talking about carbonos, and we expand, we expound each word in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says a carbon has to be a seh, a sheep. That excludes v'lo bachar. A carbon that's already a, a din bachar, you can't use a bachar for a different carbon. Achas v'lo It has to be one and not meiser. Meaning if it's one of meiser behima, you can't use a meiser behima also to be a different carbon. Minat son, it has to come from the sheep, from the flock v'lo palgus. not a palgus. A palgus is in an animal in the 13th month of its life. You can either bring a keves, which is in the first year, or an eye, which is in the second year. But the, the 13th month, which is right in the middle, it's called a palgus. And that's not good for either way. It's not in the first year, not in the second year. You can't bring a palgus. Minam asayim from one out of 200. That means we're talking about wine from the Sachim. And we're saying, from the extra of 200 parts that remain in a bar. So, meaning to say, let's say you had a little bit of usher wine and 200 parts heter in, of heter let remain, uh, that, that, that could be mavatalit. So, if you have a little bit more, you could mamish use the, that wine for an asachim. As long as it's going to remain 200 parts connected to the mine of Isser, it's mutter. From here we learn, our wine can be nullified in one, in one in 200. And that's the idea of minam asayim, from something that there was 200 parts. Meaning I could take wine for an asachim from a vat of wine that had a little bit of Isser, as long as there was 200 times heter from Isser that was there. Mimashke Yisrael, from mashke Yisrael, from things that the Jews could drink. Minam mutter Yisrael has which is mutter for a Jew. Nesachim is not good if it comes from Tevel since you can't eat it, you're not allowed to bring it on the Mizbech as well. Okay? That's a lot of drushes that are made based upon the Pesachim. So but the Brayson now adds, So if you can't bring, same way you can't bring Nesachim from Tavel, maybe you can't bring a Karbon from, from Muxa or wine that's Muxa. So Amri, we say, no. That's an intrinsic Isser. That's where we say there's a prohibition from using it as a Karbon. However, anything that's an inherent Isser, you can't use as a Karbon. That excludes Muxa. It's not an intrinsic Isser. There's nothing about it itself that's forbidden. It's just an external issue. Muxa is an issue only on Shabbos Yantav. It's not Etzem Asr, Tevel, it's Treif. So you can't use it on the Mizbeach either. You can't use wine that's Tevel. Masha'enkin Muxa. 
Muksa is not an issue. Muksa is Ulamaisa. You shouldn't have brought this sheep as a, from the pasture on the other side of the world. But if you did and you brought it as a carbon, we're saying you could bring it. Even though there's Dinman and Mashkali Israel that, car, that carbonos have to be kosher food, but a Muksa food is considered kosher for a carbon. So what's our conclusion? If Isra Muksa is really a Daraisa, Mali Gufa, Mali Why would we make these Dakas Tikachilukim between intrinsic Isra and external Isra? All those Svaras only make sense in Durabanans. If there's a Din Daraisa that Muksa is Asr, then there shouldn't have mattered whether it's only today or it's Asr or it's Asr every day. The bottom line is it's an Isra Daraisa. Must be that what the Brides are really saying is that Muksa is only a Durabanan. And if it's a Durabanan, Durabanan won't postulate if it's only something that applies on Shabbos and Yatim. So where are we? So we're going to stop over here. But where are we?